I know correction is not the most joyful thing. I know, Catherine, why are we talking about this? Oh my gosh, last year it was humility. We can't get off of that. And now it's obedience and correction and uh, because God loves us. And because God has big things for us. And because the word of the Lord to me and to and, and what's flowing down from me to all who are associated and connected to this ministry is living on the same level God desires to bless. And so we want to give him everything to work with. We want to learn to receive from him on the same level he desires to bless. And we started out with, you know, believing in the Lord. We thank you. You have pleasure in our prosperity. And your your pleasure is our prosperity. So our pleasure is our prosperity. That sounds really, really good. So what's it going to take for us to get that prosperity? He's already made it ready for us. He's making us ready for it. And along with the prayer came, Lord, your pleasure is our pleasure. Your displeasure is our displeasure. Your displeasure is anything that hinders us from experiencing your prosperity. Well, he's getting ready to show us the things that we are involved in that are hindering us from experiencing his prosperity, spirit, soul, and body. We ought to just love him for that for a minute. Just thank him for that for a minute. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And so, correction. And now, because it's not such a pleasant thing, I think we need to we need to do some renewing of our minds where correction is concerned. You know, last week I talked a lot about correction doesn't always look like, didn't I tell you? And I'm going to get you. And, you know, my dad, go get my belt. (laughs) I talk a lot about my dad and a lot of times it's go get my belt. That is not the only way he disciplined me. But I will tell you, that is the way that a lot of things stuck with me. Because he loved me enough. He just loved me enough. He loved me enough. Hmm. And so, um, and, and the things that he was teaching me, and he chastised me with the belt about, those things became my desires. It worked about a peaceable fruit of righteousness in me. I thank God. I thank God. I thank God. I'm here. It takes a tender heart because I could have hated my dad for spanking me. And I could have said, all right, fine, I'll do what you say, but I'm not going to like it. And as soon as I get out on my own, I'm going to do A, B, C, D. I could have hardened my heart towards him and not received the correction. Took the beating, but not received the correction. Let me change that. Took the spanking, but not received the correction. I thank God for a tender heart. That's why God says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. That willingness comes from a tender heart. Even and especially after the correction, a tender heart to do what he's saying. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the way. Amen? Amen. Amen.
Amen. So let's renew our mind. Let's renew our mind where correction is concerned. Um, let's talk about some benefits of correction. Can you all think of any benefits off the top of your mind? Top, yeah, top of your head. And while you're thinking, turn to Hebrews chapter 12. Well, the benefit of correction is clarity. Ooh. That's a good one. Yeah, I'll give you one right now. I was talking to my sister just before our call, and she's looking forward to Sunday, the affirmation service and everything. And um, so she's on the East Coast, and it's happening in California on the West Coast. And um, so it's 10 a.m. on the West Coast, 1 p.m. on the East Coast. And I put all the times on the flyer. Um, but my sister said, yeah, so, you know, it's going to be at 10 o'clock. So I might have to, you know, make some arrangements, whatever. I said, no, 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 you're in the East Coast. It's at one o'clock. She was like, oh, I'm glad you clarified that. Because I was going to have to, you know, maybe miss this service over here to come to this service. So make sure you call mom and tell her <laughs> that it's at 1 p.m. Eastern. So that correction brought clarification and also helped to just clear up her whole schedule. She's not going to have to miss anything to be able to come to this. So, yeah, brings clarity. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are we ready? Are we at Hebrews chapter 12? Yes. All right. So I want us to read verse 11. Tell me which version you are reading out of. Um, I'll do it. Okay. So I'll do it out of the Amplified. Okay. For the time being, no dis discipline brings joy, but seems grievous and painful. But afterwards, it yields a peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it, a harvest of fruit which consists in righteousness, in conformity to God's will, in purpose, thought, and action, resulting in right living and right standing with God. Wow. Wow. No... Discipline, no correction, brings joy, you know, in the moment. It seems grievous and painful, but afterwards, it yields a peaceable fruit of righteousness. To whom? To the person being corrected. No, not to the person being corrected. To those who have been trained by it. To those who have been trained by it. People can be corrected, but not be trained by it. When you are trained by that correction, it yields a peaceable fruit of righteousness. Glory to God. And what is that peaceable fruit of righteousness? It's a harvest of fruit, meaning results in your life. A harvest of results in your life, which consists in righteousness. And what is that righteousness? Conformity to God's will in purpose, thought, and action. 
connection. The reason I'm doing this is because God says it's right. The reason I'm doing this is because God wants me to do it. The reason I'm doing this is because it pleases God. It's conformity to God's will and our purpose and our thought and in our action. What does it result in? Right living. Right standing with God. That's the result of our life. That's the fruit. That's the fruit of righteousness. And we get a harvest of it, an abundance of it, when we are trained by his correction. Amen? Amen. Amen. So that's a benefit. That's a benefit of correction. Anybody have anything to say about that? All right. So then now let's renew our minds or cultivate our faith where our father's heart is concerned. Why does he correct us? Let's look at Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4. And as we're talking about the heart of our Father God, also think about your spiritual leaders, those that God has put um, over you, those that God has put over you to care for your souls, to pray for your souls, to teach and to lead and to guide you. If they're following God, they have his heart for you. So let's find out what our Father's heart is for us. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. Uh, and I would like this in the Amplified Classic, please. I have it. Okay. Fathers, do not irritate and provoke your children to anger. Do not exasperate them to resentment, but rear them tenderly in the training and discipline and the counsel and admonition of the Lord. Amen. So through this instruction... We see that our father, he's talking to natural fathers, but he's teaching them according to God's pattern. So our heavenly father's um, goal is not to irritate us. It's not to provoke us to anger. It's not to exasperate us to resentment. But it's to, it's, it's to rear us up tenderly in the training and discipline and counsel and admonition of himself to teach us his ways, to teach us his heart, to teach us how to imitate him, to teach us how to follow him, to teach us how to be his body here in the earth. God's will is for us to be conformed to the image of his dear son. So he must teach us in his way. And when he gives us correction, it's not to exasperate us to resentment. It's not to anger us. It's not to provoke us. It's because he loves us and he's trying to teach us the right way. That's his heart. Amen. That's his heart. All right. So let's flip back over to Hebrews chapter 12 again. (laughs) And this time we're going to look at verse 6. I think I want to say verses 6 and 7. Yeah, Yeah. verses 6 and 7. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 6 and 7. And the Amplified? Yes, please. 
for the Lord corrects and disciplines everyone whom he loves, and he punishes, even scourges, every son whom he accepts and welcomes to his heart and cherishes. You must submit to and endure correction for discipline. God is dealing with you as with sons. For what son is there whom his father does not thus train and correct and discipline? Okay. Oh, and you know what? Go on to the eighth verse, too, please. Now, if you are exempt from correction and left without discipline, in which all of God's children share, then you are illegitimate offspring and not true sons at all. Okay. That's God's heart. He wants to treat us as sons. Starting in verse 6, he corrects and disciplines everyone whom he loves. Then it says, and he punishes, even scourges every son whom he accepts and welcomes to his heart and cherishes. So he loves us. He loves us. He even scourges, even punishes. That scourges. That means, it's like I said last week, he'll be as easy with you as you are with him. But he'll be as hard with you as he needs to be, according to the hardness of your heart. That's why my prayer for us is that we receive the light touch. God, may we be so sensitive to you and so yielded to you and so submitted to you that it only takes a light touch. But it doesn't have to be hard. Verse 7 in the Amplified Classic, it says, you must submit to and endure correction for discipline. Hmm. Oh, so I'm hearing lots of things here. You must, well, let me tell you, in the King James, it says, if ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as sons. There's that conditional word, if. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as sons. Well, in, in the Amplified Classic, you must submit to and endure correction for discipline. And what I'm hearing in my spirit is for discipline to take place. You must submit to and endure correction for discipline to take place. That's what we were just talking about. Everybody can be corrected, but only those who are trained by the correction will be um, will yield the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Only those who submit to it and endure it. God is dealing with you as with sons. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. He loves you. What son is there? Now, see, this is what the world needs to hear today. For what son is there whom his father does not thus train and correct and discipline? What child is there that the parents don't discipline? These days, parents think that they're showing their children love by letting them do anything they want to do. No, you're not. No, you're not. Because the word says in verse 8, and I'm reading the Amplified Classic, if um, talking to the person, if you are exempt from correction and left without discipline, then you are illegitimate offspring and not true sons at all. That's how God sees it. God sees it. 
Let me read all the words. Now, if you are exempt from correction and left without discipline in which all of God's children share, then you are illegitimate offspring and not true sons at all. Because you're not allowing the father to raise you. You know, people say we're all God's children. Hmm. We're all God's creation. Those who make Jesus their Lord are God's children. Those who have made Jesus Lord do what he says. Those who have made Jesus Lord are saved. Why? Because every time they fall into a situation, every time they run up against the wall, every time they get out of alignment, their Lord Jesus tells them what to do. And they say, yes, Lord, I repent. And they obey. And now they're saved out of that trouble. Now they get past that wall. Now, whatever it is, they are able to be saved because they were able to receive the, the, the correction from their Lord. There's a whole group of people out here who have received Jesus as Savior and therefore say they're saved. And I don't know, God hasn't explained all of this part clearly to me, but I guess they're going to heaven. But the Bible says that everybody who says to me, Lord, Lord, isn't going to heaven. But Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Lord, didn't we do this in your name? Lord, didn't we do many wonderful works in your name? Depart from me. I never knew you, yeah. you workers of iniquity. So just looking at that, and this is just Catherine putting her heart out here right now. What does that mean for people who receive Jesus as Savior but keep living that same sinful life? Meaning, they aren't receiving correction from the Lord on how to change it. They might be trying to change it. I'm going to quit doing this. I'm going to quit doing that. And I'm going to, and they're I, 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 I. But if you've made Jesus your Lord, You're learning of him. You're learning to obey what he says. And you're being delivered from those things that you're trying to quit. I don't know. So my thing is, make Jesus your Lord. And you'll experience all of his benefits, including his correction. Because you are now God's child. And he loves you and disciplines you and doesn't just let you go your own way as a bastard child, as an illegitimate child. Make Jesus your Lord. Even if you've been saved for years, even if you're in the ministry, even if you're in a great place of influence and, and the whole Christian world knows who you are, make Jesus your Lord. You want to know how to do that? Excuse me, discipleship way. This is 
the Spirit of the Lord moving here. Jesus. Oh, repeat after me. For those who want to make Jesus Lord. Jesus. Jesus. I make you my Lord. I make you my Lord. I choose to do what you say. I choose to do what you say. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For saving me. For saving me. For saving me. Out of every situation. Out of every situation. Out of every situation. Out of every circumstance. Out of every circumstance. Out of every circumstance. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. From the devil. From the devil. From the devil. From the dominion of sin. From the dominion of... Oops. From myself. From myself. From myself. I choose you. I choose you. I choose you. I bow my knee before you. I bow my knee before you. I bow my knee before you. And I confess that you are my Lord. And I confess that you are my Lord. And I confess that you are my Lord. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. I believe that you rose on the third day. I believe that you rose on the third day. I believe that you rose on the third day. And now you live in my heart. And now you live in my heart. And now you live in my heart. And I am God's child. And I am God's child. And I am God's child. And I receive your correction. And I receive your correction. And I receive your correction. I receive your direction. I receive your direction. I receive your direction. I receive your protection. I receive your protection. I receive your protection. And I receive your perfection. And I receive your perfection. And I receive your perfection. I turn from doing it my way. I turn from doing it my way. I turn from doing it my way. And turn to doing it your way. And turn to doing it your way. And turn to doing it your way. I choose to align with you. Choose to align with you. I choose to align with you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus, for being our Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. All right, let's look at some more of the Father's heart for us. Well, praise the Lord. If you just prayed that prayer, hallelujah, glory to God. Welcome to the family. Contact me and let me know. It would be my honor to celebrate with you. You can reach me by going to the website, godslovesongministries.com slash testify, or you can email me. And that email address is I am loved, all one word, at God's Love Song Ministries.com. I am loved 
at godslovesongministries.com. Praise the Lord. I look forward to hearing from you. You be blessed and know that I am loving you with the love of the Lord. Welcome to the family. If you have been blessed by what you've heard, I want you to prayerfully consider sowing into God's Love Song Ministries. Let this seed, let this financial gift be your faith expression that says, Lord, I have heard the word. Lord, I receive the word. And now, Lord, I am expecting to see a manifestation of this word in my life. So here I am placing this money into your kingdom, letting you know that I fully stand on the word that I have heard and received. Praise the Lord. If you would like to sow, you may do so through several outlets, Zelle or PayPal. You may also give through Cash App. You may give online at our website. And if you are sowing from Kenya or if you are sowing by giving Kenyan shillings, you may also give through M-Pesa. The information is on your screen or if you're listening to a podcast, the information is in the description. I'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to become a Light Be Partner of God's Love Song Ministries. What is a Light Be Partner? Well, first understand, Light Be Revelation B, glory to God. So when we minister, we're ministering from a place of, of revelation and speaking revelation to the people that they will have more illumination of the word. What is a partner? A partner is one who sends monthly financial donations and who prays for our ministry and who attends or participates in our outreaches or events and supports our ministry. So if you'd like to become a Light Bee partner or just learn more about what a Light Bee partner is, please go to our website. The link is on the screen. And if you are listening to a podcast, it is in the description. It's godslovesongministries.com slash partnership. Thank you so much. Loving you with the love of the Lord. Shalom.